0: The technology is advancing very rapidly and it's one of the exciting things about this space at the moment is that uh, industrial biotechnology, the the science of this is is progressing very rapidly. So what we could only dream about 10 years ago, now we can start to commercialise.
1: How big a quantum leap is it to be able to translate that to animal by-products? Animal
0: byproducts are in many ways very similar to, uh, to to the byproducts from our agricultural and cropping sector. So they all have certain properties. They've got, they've got sugars, they've got uh, proteins, they've got fats and oils. And uh, we target each of those for different applications. Uh, and as a great example of that is is the recent opening of the, of the Southern Oil Refining Advanced Biofuels Pilot Plant, uh, which was opened last week up in Gladstone. And that's a great example of a company that has invested uh, with with government support up to sixteen million dollars in in a, in a demonstration facility, uh, and the fuels from that process that, uh, that that are being demonstrated right now will ultimately be used by farmers, uh, by transport companies in in regional communities, and we hope also one day by the U.S. Navy.
1: So it's not that difficult to understand a world where we might see processing facilities, which by definition are very energy intensive being self-sufficient in their, in their energy requirements? Is that a stretch?
0: No, look, that's actually one of the really great opportunities of this program. And when we talk to processing facilities right around the country and we talk to the cotton gins or sugar mills or, uh, or the livestock processing factories, or we talk to farmers, we know that electricity cost is a massive burden for them. And in fact, prices, electricity prices are rising very, very rapidly. Uh, and so the opportunity to become energy self-sufficient and particularly in the first case, electricity self-sufficient is a really key driver for them.
1: Across Queensland there are many regional towns that have been hearing about biofuels and its potential. When will they start noticing the actual benefits rather than that potential that's so so touted?
0: I think there are a couple of levels that we need to do. One is we need more ethanol plants. So we need to see expansion of that ethanol sector. And through the ethanol mandate in Queensland that was introduced in the start of this year, we will we, we should see over the next few years some expansion of that of that sector directly. But we want to go beyond that. We want to go beyond ethanol to direct drop-in fuels, fuels that can can be used for, for aeroplanes, for aviation, uh, for, for marine, for heavy transport. Uh, and so we want to get direct drop-in fuels that are much more like hydro, hydrocarbons uh, and then the market opportunity is much broader.
1: And what about for farmers as potential consumers? Is there a time when they're going to be able to walk into their local stock feed or supplier and be able to pick up products that are derived from their own uh, waste products, essentially?
0: We would hope that we'll be seeing uh, direct outcomes from the research within 12 months or 24 months uh, of commencing. This is a four-year program, and obviously there will be technology that will be developed right, right through the life of the program. But we certainly hope that within 12 months or 24 months we will be seeing direct outcomes that will start to benefit producers and processors.
1: We've seen recently the sensation that has been the War on Waste initiative on ABC TV and certainly part of that has been the agricultural waste and also food waste is another element. How reassured should farmers be that there are people working in this space like yourself that are trying to come up with the solutions that they're grappling with day to day uh, behind their farm gates?
0: I think for farmers it's heartbreaking to see the things that they're growing and producing going to waste and whether you're a banana farmer or a sugarcane cane farmer or a, or a livestock processor, it's a shame to see things that you've put hard work into that are being wasted and we see a lot of support from growers and producers for this space. The technology, as I said, is still developing and every sector is different so we do have to think about livestock a bit differently to the way we would think about banana waste as an example. Uh, but certainly there are people working on it and we've got some very good people engaged through this program and through other research being done uh, across Queensland and across Australia. So I think we should start to see some really good outcomes over the course of the next uh, 12 to 24 months.
1: Do you get a sense, as somebody that's obviously lived and breathed in this biofuels, bioproduct space, that the momentum is shifting on your side?
0: Oh, no question. And I think the, uh, things, the shows like The War on Waste have been really great to help to engage the public consciousness around the challenges we face as a society. And I think we have become very complacent over many years on the waste that we generate. And I think it's good to see that there's some renewed uh, endeavour, renewed interest, and I think we need everybody to uh, to think much more seriously about, um, about the waste that we generate.
1: And what does that mean to you as a researcher that has been so intimately involved in this for such a long period of time?
0: All I see are feedstocks. So when people talk waste, all I see are feedstocks. And these are things that can, can produce electricity, they can produce fuels, but that's only the start. From there we want to produce chemicals, specialty chemicals, much higher value products, we want to produce bioplastics. Uh, there are great opportunities to produce drink bottles, chip packets, plastic film, glad wrap. They can all be produced from, from bio based sources. And so where people see waste, all I see are, are feedstocks and revenue opportunities for farmers.
1: Well, Professor Ian O'Hara, good luck with your future research. It's very exciting and really wonderful to have the opportunity to speak with somebody whose eyes are fixed so so much on the future and uh, it's really great to be able to have those insights on the Queensland Country Hour. Thanks for coming in today.
0: You're very welcome.